Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. beautiful listeners welcome back inside the sound this is michael and this is ryan and i'm drinking tea right now so i think all the british influence (laughs) is coming through here i drank my tea before i came to sit down here because i couldn't i love tea i don't know why the yerba mate man has got me anyway Ryan, I'm really glad that you brought up the tea thing because tea is delicious and I love it. Um, we have a special guest today, folks. Uh, we're so excited to have welcome back friend of the show. The wickedly Gosh, talented. The, 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 the one and only. Oh, man, you do it so much better than me, bro. The one and only Josh Zach of New Tycoon. How are you, brother? I'm doing great. You guys are blowing my head up. I am the only, <laughs> only Josh Zach I know of, though. <laughs> you're the only one that that we know of that we're yeah. aware of yeah, i'm gonna well here um this is uh we're having you on for a couple reasons number one we lost audio we didn't you get, didn't actually get a chance to tell your story and i talked for the rest of the time which is we lost two hours of you talking yeah most mj of me talking that happened also <laughs> afterwards, but also because, uh, you know, I guess I could let you do this, Josh, if you want to talk about what's going on in your life and everything. Here I am trying to build you up. I'm just excited. How about you. this? Uh, yeah. Just for starters. Um, let me chill out here. I'm just going to go. Maybe talk a little bit about, because I know you've been putting out music for a little while now. Um, yeah. How, what did it take you this gap of time to finally put an album out? Like, what were you striving for, waiting for? Was there a timing? I wanted it half the music I've put out over the last five or six years has just been like almost like homework like "Mm, can I make this sound Hmm. and then I'll throw lyrics on it and when I wanted I wanted my first album to not be a bunch of homework projects sewn together I wanted it to be an actual message from a from a true place um as opposed to me like singing over a silly like beach tune which i love making those too you know but (laughs) right so it took this amount of time first of all to get to a point where i felt technically good enough at making music where i felt like okay now i want to release the first project as this guy new tycoon and then also i had to write enough songs that fit I had to write enough songs that were true that came from like a a real place of art. It kind of fit the, the message you were headed for the direction that you were headed for in the album. 
Yeah, I mean, that might be a little bit, it wasn't that planned. But at, at some point, I looked at the collection of songs I had and said, oh, man, like, these kind of tell a story. And that's when I knew it was like time to put them into an album. I see. Yeah. You mentioned, I, I think it's something that every musician kind of struggles with, especially when releasing like their f- first album, I'm sure. Like you talked about being technically good enough. Like what, how did you know you were ready? Because sometimes I'm like, man, am I, am I good enough to, to actually put my playing out there? Like what helped you make that decision? Yeah, that's a great question. Because like even now it's hard for me to like, most of these songs I finished, you know, months ago. And even in that time, I really feel like I've like found some silver bullet plugins or like figured out a technique that like has really upped my game production wise. Mm. And so it's frustrating to like yeah. this piece of work that like I already kind of am better than technically. Um, but it started happening when people would hear a song that I made and my favorite compliment ever is like, wait, this is you. Like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, like, you made it like you, you, is that you playing guitar on that track? Like, is that you playing bass on that track? I'm like, yeah, dude, I, that, that's my stuff. I'm glad, I'm glad you think that I'm not good enough to do that. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, it's almost a huge compliment for someone to like look at me, someone who has like a nine to five and stuff and say, like, oh, this is all you, you did all this, you know, when I got enough of those, right. <laughs> when I got enough of those kind of comments, I was like, okay. I'm, I'm never going to think it's perfect, but I just should put out the work. I should put it out there. I mean, I tell you, Josh, I hear your stuff and it kind of does blow my mind a little bit that you still have a nine to five. Like you're doing it. I mean, the music that you're putting out, cause I, I, you know, I'm a fan. I definitely, since I came across your stuff and I just love that it came so organically. Like I, I had invited you on the show cause originally because we just met on Twitter and right. I thought you were just intelligent and just had great conversation points. And I'm like, okay, we're gonna have a great time talking to this dude. <laughs> and then after that, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm a musician. And then I hear your stuff and uh, yeah. Cause I just, I really appreciate this question that Ryan asked too, about trying to weigh that, like how, how, uh, how we as musicians have to judge our own art and, determine when is it right to release it and what is it at what point is the song done because the song's never really done i always say you know like so um dude i really appreciate that question ryan and and, you know josh i really i kind of appreciate your perspective on that too because um you know i I know you i I don't know you're not i don't everything i'm trying to say is i know how much work went into this particular record and i know these songs based on our last conversation like how much the content means to you and like what you you put into it so it's just kind of to see it come to fruition is it's been like what would you describe as your um what did you learn most in this process of putting out the album like what did you get what's your biggest takeaway did you have a lesson that you learned or did you um what do you what did you get out of the process yeah so so many things along the way um I learned that organization is super key <laughs> because there were plenty. I mean, there were times in this, the vine, for instance, that project is gone. I have no idea where the vine project is. Wait, really? I have spent hours searching for it. No I have no idea where it is, but I had exported oh, a wave of it at some point that was good enough for me to put on SoundCloud. I, the only thing I did to that song 
since is put a mastering chain on the wave. Really? Like that, <laughs> because the project's gone. And, and so wow. the other thing I learned, so, so organization from here on out is just key. But the other thing I learned <laughs> is that sometimes accepting, and this has been like one of my main spiritual pursuits too. So it's funny that it popped up here. Accepting what has happened and not wishing it were different is crucial. I mean, it's crucial to sanity. It's crucial to peace and happiness. Um, so when I found that there were like this, a few songs this happened to, like something happened with my hard drive and like two or three of the project files got corrupted, but I already had good exports of all of them. There were things I wanted to mm. change, but I had good exports already. And I was like, you know what? All right. I, if I could control life, it would be different in this moment. I would go back and fix those songs, but I can't. And how, how many times in our life does that happen with things that are way more important, uh, you know, than a lost project file. So to just accept what happens in a process is really key. You mentioned about like your spiritual pursuit, your spiritual journey, I should say. Yeah. Do you liken your spiritual journey to your journey as a musician? Do you see parallels there? not more so necessarily than other parts of my life. I think mm -hmm. what happens is different parts of my life teach me things that add to like the whole spiritual whole. And then I'll bring things like from my relationship, I learned something and I'm like, oh, I can also apply this to this other piece over here, over here at like work or something. So it's like that. Music to me is super integral, but it, it hasn't, it, it works very similar in my life to the other things that are important to me, relationships, work, mm. whatever. Yeah. You were mentioning how putting an album together is a strenuous process. Um, like, is there common things that you talk to other people about that seems like everyone goes through? Was there something unique that you didn't expect you were gonna learn in the process? Well, like we were saying a minute ago, a minute ago, I, I've never met a musician, a producer who is like, I know that this is the time to export the song and it's perfect ah. and I never want to touch it and I'm going <laughs> to like it every time I listen to it. Right. But everybody, <laughs> no matter the art form, when you're making art, you're going to be really critical mm. of it. And I have this weird experience where like half the time I listen to my songs, it'll like give me chills. And like half the times I'll be like, this is the most trash thing I've ever listened to in my life. And I think that's a really common experience uh, as, as far as I've heard from my other musician friends. Um, that resonates with me anyway. <laughs> it's true. I think maybe it's the whole idea of, I know what I, like I have this idea of what it should sound like. Yeah. And no one else is going to have that. You know, they're yeah. just going to take it for what it is. So it's sure ridiculous. Right. It's ridiculous stuff. Like today I was going through my release radar just because it was fun for me to have my own music pop up on my release radar. And um, uh, there was a, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Saba. He's a, a rapper. And so I listened to us, the Saba song, and then it transitioned into Faithful. And I was like, my mix is so not spread out and wide and present compared to this song the Saba song I was just listening to. And like, 
it made it <laughs> it was it made me mad and then it made me mad and mm-hmm. it was making me mad because i'm like completely different genre first of all just yeah way different genre and it's fine it's fine people are already telling you that that, that this music resonates with them and stuff you don't need it's fine it's out there be done with it yeah well think about this is uh you know you mentioned different genre but like if the mastering if all the sounds make sense within the artwork of the album it doesn't if you cherry pick out one of the songs from the album and stack it up against a different artist it doesn't feel right and i know what you're talking about mm-hmm. it's like that doesn't but i just think that way about songs in general it's like some songs right. are meant to be listened as a single but other songs are meant to be woven into like a whole tapestry and if right. you pick out a piece of that tapestry, you can't really judge it the same way as if you just look at if you have to take in the whole thing. Right. You know, so. And for and for what it's worth, the mix sounds fantastic, bro. Like, <laughs> like the master, like, the way you do it, it sounds amazing. I listen to it. It's not great. Thank you. Yeah, think, everything, everything we've heard from you is it, you have your own unique sound, too, you know, yeah. which is important anyway. Yeah. So. That's actually a better point, Ryan. Like, really, dude? Like, thank you. Because, like, no one's going to sound exactly. No one's going to get your mix the way you would get it. Like, if you had another producer, it would come out sounding slightly different mm-hmm. because they're putting their ear into it. Mm-hmm. And and no one's going to do your work the way you would, man. It's almost like that that truth, because that's definitely true. And that truth to me feels like the redemption of, like, that I'm kind of a shitty amateur producer <laughs> like, because, because like I'll, I'll like, I'll have a guitar sound and I'm like, I've never heard that guitar sound everywhere else, but I'm, I think it's because everyone else is better at mixing guitar than me. <laughs> like, you know? So that, that is funny, but it is true. And like, I am really happy um, though. I don't think the album can really decide on a genre. Um, I don't, you guys may disagree, but I feel like I can't, des- I can't decide on a genre, but um it does have a cohesive sound, I think, and I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Or at least a new tycoon style, I think, exists. You have your own style. Okay. Yeah. There's elements It's of- just kind of funny though, isn't it? How sometimes we feel like we have to fit into mm. some type of box. Well, what if I'm making something that can't be categorized? Right. You know? Right. I think that's another thing that I like conversations that have come up, that's another one. It's like, well, what market am I gonna fit into? Like there's all these the torment of the creative mind. <laughs> I think huh. that's what it is, right? No doubt. Huh. I don't think I, I don't think people that that haven't tried to create something in the way that you do, uh, you know, a musical piece, going to be hard for them to understand that. Yep. Like the not feeling like it's done or not knowing which direction to take it or what. It yeah. Yeah. No doubt just funny so um you said that you kind of saw a pattern or not a pattern but you kind of something that linked your songs together that made you decide that you wanted to put an album together was it just the feel or the message it was certainly message oriented but i i think when i looked over my songs what i was looking for was which of these came from a place of like, hmm. it's almost like, which of these songs did I think least about as I wrote them? Because when I'm not thinking that much, when I'm doing more of the stream of consciousness thing, um, it, it just feels more real to me. 
because I'm not trying to conform to a certain style or something. And so a lot of my songs that I've done, like on SoundCloud and stuff, really, even even uh, Gratitude, for instance. Gratitude started, it's got that funky bass line. It's because I was listening to a bunch of Men I Trust. I don't know if you, if, if you all are familiar with them, but it's this like indie band, female fronted, and they just it's chill and they have all these like really groovy minimal bass lines and i was just like obsessed with it at the time and so Mm. that came through in that song but it ended up getting true meaning in the lyrics that came through and so as long as i was speaking truth in the song even it's even if it started as an experiment it went into the project and that's why that song that kind of like chill psychedelic feeling indie rock song is right up against like almost an EDM song in Lemonade Tough because they both speak to that greater true message, even though they have nothing to do with each other sonically almost. That was long. That created, it's interesting. <laughs> no, that's good. To that see creative process. Carry- oh, go. go ahead. The creative process, you know, yeah. like, that state that you get into when you don't feel like you're forcing anything or trying to be anything like you said it's just happening mm-hmm. we've we've talked a lot about that and everyone has different ways of getting into that sometimes you just be consistent and it just happens right like do you have any recommendations for people that that are trying to get to that state more often or is it just kind of one of those things where if you're consistent it happens eventually i actually think uh routine does does very little for me i don't I don't wrap my personality around this, but I'm like Enneagram seven. I'm a Gemini. Like it's very routine just doesn't do a lot for me. And so I would say persistence or consistence rather is not what gets me there creatively. I have heard that for some people it is for me. It's like, do I feel the impetus when I get home to sit at my DAW and like pump out some, some, some stuff? If I don't and I try, I'm not I'm not gonna get anything that's worth. I'm not gonna get anything true. So for me, it's listening to my impulses. Um, and like sometimes I'll be messing around with a song, and I'll get one line in my head. And I've learned that I write best if like if I find if I just come across a line I like, write it down. I can build around that. Starting a song from the beginning is not usually how it goes for me. Um, and so, again, these aren't things that I think will work for everyone, but they're things that I know about myself. So if you've got those little hints into how you create, follow them. You don't need to look up like, how does Rick Rubin like produce, you know, like right, yeah. Yeah, that might that might help. But but your template is probably best. Whatever feels right to you is probably best. That's a good point. Um and again, there's people that come from both schools of thought, you know, like I'm not the one that's going to have like every, every day at two 30, I'm practicing for an hour. And I'm doing, like, right. I don't, I don't work that way either, but it's nice to hear what other people do and see if you can pull anything from it that, that you also could uh, relate to. Agreed. Yeah. But do you guys yeah. have, I mean, any, any. Impulse I, I think like I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, you kind of just feel that inspiration 
kind of welling up inside you and then you're like okay i know something is wanting to come out like you like you said you usually have the impulse to want to do it like if you're having to force yourself to do it probably not going to have anything mind-blowing occur that time right right now when it gets that's the creative process when i get to like the mixing mastering the nitty-gritty like the uh, okay well i laid down this stupid drum beat and now I need to like actually program some like decent fills and stuff. That's the time when I have to like, all right, Josh, like I have to self-parent. Like you're not, you're not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Josh, if, if you want to put out this song, I hate to break it to you. You're never going to get the impulse to program drum fills. Like <laughs> you got you to yeah, do that. You have to sit your ass down and get do the it. Impulse to program. I've been waiting a year and I still don't feel like doing it. <laughs> right. Right. I think that's, and that's about where i'm at with with uh programming drums in general it's like yes. it's its own art it's yes. its own thing it is it really is and there's ways to make it more fun and stuff but at the end of the day it's just like if i want this to sound like someone at a kit i have to like put in the work and it's still not going to quite sound like that probably but i was actually pretty happy with how the drums came out on most songs on this album yeah the, the percussion is a whole art of itself mm-hmm. like, Sometimes you hear a song and there's just that driving beat. It's like yeah. you can't help but move. And other times you're like, okay, I get it, but like I'm not feeling it. Totally. Like it's a fine line with the drumming. It makes yep. such a huge difference. And that might be an artistic choice sometimes. I know for me, like music with a beat that you can latch onto is what hits my, like that's what sparks my brain really quickly. So, I mean, that would be obvious if you, listen to any of my music it all has like pretty pretty trackable beats well i actually was yeah. thinking that thought just now just th- yeah. that you got you do have a way with rhythm um that gets head bobbing like it's very very catchy uh and it certainly comes from that sense of rhythm um that i'm at least that i see do you um do you layer a lot of percussion do you is it just like you trying to reproduce the sounds of the kit is what you focus on or like i'm kind of curious about a little bit about your process yeah i mean i've spent a lot of time trying to make midi drums sound like someone at a kit and <laughs> i think i have i'm not trying to like pat myself on the back too much but like i i like drumming i'm not a great drummer but i can hear what i want in my mind and i can make it on in midi better than I could play it most of the time so um I would say I trust my instincts when it comes to it I do pretty simple I do, I repeat fills a lot I really like the tom snare build up like I do that a ton because it's just like I could put something more complicated there but it's just such a classic feel and such a good way to to build and so, like, I, I go back to that one all the time. I mean, if you're listening to the percussion in my album at all, you'll always hear the dun, 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 dun. Like, <laughs> I use that, like, twice a song. But, um, <laughs> but. But ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's right. And I'd like to, I'd like to innovate there. Really, I feel like I'm entering a phase because I'm not feeling super creative right now just because I just am putting out this work. But um, I feel like I'm entering, like, a new collection phase like i need new drum samples i just do i have to go do the work to find them and maybe shell out a little bit for them too you know so 
So yeah, there's um, process. Find it's always a process. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that you you need to keep keep it new or keep it novel to keep like to keep your interest and keep like it's in terms of like your growth as a musician like uh, is it just you're always in the hunt of that next because now that you've done this album right you, you put this creative output you're saying no oh, i'm not feeling as creative i want to i want to get new different sounds like i don't know i'm kind of curious about that if that makes sense oh yeah mostly there were times because some of these songs were literally recorded in like 2018 I'm sitting here recording the last song, for instance, um, Perpetua, like five months ago, and wishing, knowing really that I could make the drum sound better if I had better samples, but knowing that I'm always going to have something like that, right? Mm. There's always going to be something that I could go back and change on every song. And <laughs> I can't, I can't do that. So yeah. mostly what's happened is during this process, I've collected things like, okay, I actually really need to learn how to do, um, to like use send tracks better or to like, um, I really need to learn to like invest in a good tap delay. Cause like, I really don't like the delay plugins that I have like built into my Dawn stuff. Like I just really need to find a good delay plugin. These things have been, I've been collecting those sort of technical things. Mm-hmm as I build this album and just have understood that like, Josh, you can't, you cannot go back and do every single one of these things or you're never going to put this thing out. And so now it's like a technical playground. The the next foreseeable future for me, maybe five, six months feels like a tech playground for me. I see. So it's Um, like a different phase. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would say as far as propulsion, I listen to so much different types of music, so many different types of music. And so when I'm listening to something new a lot, that tends, I, t- I tend to want to make that. Like I've been spamming uh, Dua Lipa's song, Don't Start Now. And I know I'm late to the party. It's a fan. <laughs> Everyone was jamming it last summer. I heard it for the first time, like two months ago. I cannot stop listening to it. It's like the cleanest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. The, the chorus of it is absolutely incredible. And now I just want to make a bunch of like new disco beats that are like really minimal with like <laughs> groovy bass lines and stuff. So, so uh, that propels you're not me wrong, too. Josh. Dude, yeah. that's not a, that's not the wrong approach or anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like the inspiration, like you don't know where it's going to come from. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes from somewhere you never thought you were going to end up. Yeah. Yeah. Or something comes out and you're like, wait a minute, that sounds like X, Y, or Z. It's kind of funny how you download everything and it just decides when it's going to come out. Yep. Yep. That's a fascinating thing. I'm so when you, you, oh, what was that? I'm talking to your guys' ears off a little bit, but it feels really good to talk about this from musician to musician because I haven't gotten to do that a ton yet here and there, you know, but. Well, that's also what we, we, want to do yeah i'm enjoying this other musicians can can relate and people from the outside uh looking in can kind of get a feel for the process yeah you know it's not just like you sit down one day and just knock it all out on the first take like (laughs) right this idea i think uh, demystifying that process between creativity and like music coming out of the speakers yeah totally 
I've spent six years basically doing that, trying like demystifying that for myself. Very ongoing process. I've got tons to learn, but yeah. So when you when you set out to like you said, it was just kind of projects here and there, like experimenting, uh, trying to figure out what you wanted to do. Like, did you have an ultimate goal or something you wanted to convey with your music in general? Or is it like you said, just kind of you're going with your whatever you see and feel at the given moment? Yeah, I mean, so many. So rarely do I write lyrics first. I almost always write music first and um so as i would do these sonic projects basically to try to make a new sound or to like just sit down and see what happens if i liked it enough i would start writing to it and it's not like i necessarily had an end goal i just it was very obvious what was going on in my subconscious needed to come out so a lot of the lyricism a lot of the message was catharsis more than anything else and it just ended up being attached to these musical entities <laughs> so so yeah it, yeah that's kind of that's a kind of an interesting way to look i'm i'm gonna start getting deep here now do it <laughs> it's like you're you're putting on record like your stream of consciousness at any given point yeah and you're trying to like isolate that before it's gone you know that little spark Mm. yeah and then i end up having fun i really like wordplay i really like um internal rhyme and stuff and that's very obvious if you listen to the album at all but um so i end up having a good time with the artistry also of conveying my stream of consciousness and like with a with some sort of wit i'm not saying it's like the smartest thing thing ever but i have i have a lot of fun with words um i'm not being very eloquent with them right now <laughs> we talked about that last time the i'm div- i'm divine divine yes. divine yeah that kind of stuff <laughs> one of my favorite lines i've ever written was well there's two on this album in particular um in, in um, Lemonade Tough, I say, if there's a holiness, I've boldly missed that golden bliss of old. And I was just like, when that came to me, I was just like, nice, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid line, dude. It really is. <laughs> I was so pleased with that. And then um, another one is, which it's impossible to catch. I mean, it's just impossible to catch, but it's in rhythmic forgiveness. And it's, I won't shout, if I'm in, comma, around, comma, about, I'm prepositioned from the start and in, around, about are all prepositions. That's the type of speech they are. So like I was, <laughs> I was super pleased with that one too, but <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just uncatchable, really. <laughs> no, it's the nuances. I love yeah, those little nuances though. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, the character of the song. But yeah, that's, we've talked about that too. It's such an interesting thing when you have that strike of inspiration. Mm -hmm. It's like you have yourself, like you said, in a certain stream of consciousness. And so obviously things that are going to relate to that are going to come, but that whole idea of just 
boom where did that come from i don't know but that was really cool <laughs> yes it's like yes. where does that come from i love those moments yeah i don't know i maybe we'll never know <laughs> yeah probably not where but i think if the advice is follow them like do you that that's how the good stuff gets made is when you follow those weird moments instead of trying to lock yourself into to making something palatable or marketable or whatever right yeah yeah that's i think that's a huge pitfall and it probably had like stifled a lot of artist creativity over time is this idea of trying to create something that you think people are going to like as opposed yeah. to just being authentic with yourself and just putting it out there like mm -hmm. I, I mean we ran into that right mj it's kind of definitely it's yeah, a process I mean, it's a process and it's trying to find that line of how much of because the whole point of doing art is to express oneself because we're there needs to be a listener like there needs to be someone to express to essentially I mean, that's just sort of built into the equation, mm -hmm. but we can't just, we can't be doing it for other people. Like it has to be authentic. Right. So how do you, how do you negotiate that line or, or identify it? You have to, you really just kind of have to do like, well, it's like you said, like you have to know yourself and know your processes. Maybe your songwriting style or process is not effective for say whatever percentage of the population, but it works for you. Right. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the way you write, the way you focus on a line of a song or, or things like that. And it's, it's little things like that, like trying to identify how I am going to be the most creative. Like, how does it work for me? What, you know, when do I need to write something down? When do I need to mm -hmm. track it? When do I need to revise it? You know, Am I acting when I feel yeah. inspired? I think for me is the probably the biggest question that I have to ask myself is am I taking action on inspiration? Cause that's, mm -hmm. I mean, if, if the ether gives it to you and then you're not going to do anything with it, it's like, you're letting your muscles uh, <laughs> talk about like not working out for three months. It's like that, you know, yeah. you're, yeah. you're, we have a creative muscle as well that we have to work out to in order yeah. for it to grow. And so, yeah, for me, it's yeah, like, totally. man, am I acting when I should, acting on inspiration you know yeah and it's i, I try to <clears throat> give myself cut myself some slack because one of the decisions that i've made over the last few years is that i'm actually not interested in music being my career and i think mm. making that decision has freed me a bit from from overthinking it like if I feel like, oh, I'm getting a moment of inspiration, but I'm supposed to go hang out with people. It's like, it frees me from that a little bit. It's like, this is for you. You know, you don't have to, your, 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 your sustenance is not reliant on this. Um, and so adding balance into that whole thing, which would be really hard if I was trying to make a career of music. I mean, there's very little balance in that life, I think. <laughs> I think, I think with anything, it depends on on how you approach it and what you do with it but i i do in in theory agree with you it's tough and it's not the same path for everyone either you know but yes. i i yes. definitely can relate and understand what you're talking about in terms of 
you know, so it sounds like you made a decision like, hey, I know what my music is for in my life. What I'm yes, using it for. Exactly. Process. Exactly. Like, what is it about? What am I, why am I writing music? You know, yeah. but that's an important question to ask. Like, that, you, that is really uh, interesting. Yeah, it really is. Did, do you feel like those type of mentalities are, you know, dealing with prioritizing like what you can put your focus on? Do you think that could stifle creativity? Yeah. Yeah, in some ways, but um, I, I think it really does come down to following that internal guide. Cause like my internal guide, whatever that essence is inside me is not telling me to drop everything I have and pursue music. I know that there right. are people who are experiencing that. I would never tell them to not follow that. But for me, I had to listen to that voice that said, it's so funny when it would pop up. I was in, I was playing with my band and we were in Louisville and travel and people and music are all things I care about so much. And so in that moment, I was traveling, I was playing music. There were people everywhere, but there was a huge disconnect because of the fact that I was there to play a show. I didn't get to spend time talking to people because I was loading up the stuff and loading <laughs> so up gear true. and stressing about whatever. And, and then afterwards, everyone was like, great job. And all I knew how to say was thank you. And like, I couldn't actually connect with anyone. And, and so a few of those moments helped me understand like, Hey, it's okay. If this is not the life that you thought you, you wanted, like, it's that, that's okay. I had to let that be okay. And I still hope to do, I would love to at least do a few national tours in my life at some point with some band or whatever, but it's not the main pursuit any longer. Yeah. So, going with that inspiration, like having the courage to act on that, you yeah. know, and it, like you said, it can go both ways, you know, having the courage to be like, uh, just for me, this shouldn't be my main focus or the I'm feeling like I should drop everything and do this. Like either way, it's going right. to take courage, you know? And I, that's right. That's right. That's a good, uh, that's a good uh, insight into that because I think you, like you said, uh, I kind of, it kind of resonates with me what you, what you're expressing because like growing up in your head, you have this idea of like, Oh, well, this is what it's like to be a musician. Like, yeah. Like you kind of have this idea painted in your head and then when you start getting into it, you're like, wait a minute, it's a little, not exactly like I thought it would be. <laughs> right, right. And then you, yeah, you have to ask yourself. That's a really good insight. I think that's very powerful advice for people to go with it either way, you know? It's just, it comes back to the acceptance thing. Like I could have kept pushing really hard and done something that didn't make me happy. I think you see that with, with musicians that get big sometimes. Yeah. I think like right. every, <laughs> you see a big musician and their fourth album is like all about how much fame sucks or something, you know, like, and yeah. so, so it's just interesting. Like my favorite artists are the Avid brothers and like Scott Avid, who I really resonate with just in what I know about him. Um, he really has this contradictory spirit where he at once loves and resents the life that he's created where he is this touring musician, you know? And so. 
there's a lot of expectation that comes with that that's been yeah. voiced like people look at you almost like a superhero in the sense that you're no longer human like you have to be perfect every show like when you reach a certain level of fame you have to be perfect all the time no matter where you are and then losing that anonymity that's another thing that i don't right. think you can ever prepare for that right uh, just to be going oh my gosh it's josh yeah <laughs> and i don't think necessarily that i would have gotten there but what i realized yeah. was like if the process along the way to like potentially getting there brought me joy then it was worthwhile but it was apparent that it was not going to bring me joy <laughs> right yeah yeah i think it's important to like it's okay to pursue music in a way that's not some formula or some mold or some like the way that other people are doing it necessarily yep because that really resonates with me too and and yeah. this question of doing you know what what you're doing for a living right is it going to be music or not like i get i understand that core question because it's like is it it's like can i put worth like dollars on my art it's hard to do it's kind of what it's like and and it, it's interesting it's not even just about that it's like there's this whole host of pressures and a, and a potential lifestyle if you do if you do music a certain way I, you know i think it's just the other thought i have was that i think it's a, a blessing that like i think it's amazing that we have the technology that we've got to do what like you did you're able to put out this whole album essentially by yourself yeah i mean yeah. i'm kind of blown away i mean <laughs> it's it doesn't sound like like just one dude putting it together but i like i know how much you put into it and it's it's a lot it's yeah. just it's pretty it's pretty cool man and and i think it's i'm really inspired by the fact that you can put out a record like that for the sake of the art and not because mm -hmm. you think it's going to make you i mean i don't want to put it out there like you're not going to be very wildly successful with it because i think i think you have every right to be successful with you probably i mean i feel that it's a massive success when i listen to it when i hear it, i go whoa but you you know what i'm saying like i understand like trying to seek out the art for its own sake and express yourself for like your authentic self and not because you need to play a show somewhere or you need to make you need to earn a buck right you know what i mean <sighs> and it's not, yeah go for it it's not like i don't want it to i would love like i always say like i would love medium fame like i would love like one in every 500 people to be like oh you're the dude from from new tycoon i was like yes I, yes i am like it's about the level yeah that's funny that would be great but um you know i would love for and, and again i would love just for them for the music to go and hit a lot of years like that would be really cool um i like communicating with people i would love for a bunch of people to hear this but um I'm making the wrong kind of music if that's the main goal, you know? See. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's kind of, it's funny. Like the underlying point that like, I feel that we're getting at is just, we live in a society where we're, we're always feeling like we're forced to be something, you know, like there's this cookie cutter way that you're supposed to do everything. And it's like, that's not really existence. Right. Like your existence could look completely different than mine and we could both be super happy. Like this idea that, you know, there's a certain way that things have to be, I think has a lot of people afraid to do their thing the way they feel they should. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't know if there's anyone that's free of that completely, but I, one of my main goals really is to free, free myself from that. Um, and I, you know, I obviously kind of have it easiest as like a, a white guy. It's, I have the easiest opportunity to free myself from social narrative because very few people are inflicting their social narrative on me. Um, and so I'm really trying to, as I remove my own voice in the back of my head telling me what I should do, I'm trying to re- remove the voice in the back of my head that's telling other people what they should do. And they're really, they're one of the same, really. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Like, but I kind of feel like people are progressing in that sense. Like, I think music is kind of a parallel to it. You know, there's so many people like yourself, Josh, that are, you know, doing your own thing, making your own creation, you know, like you're not going into a, a studio and having a producer kind of guide you through it. Like you're creating the entire thing. I think a lot of people are, are doing that. Yeah. And so we get this variety of like understanding that everybody can be so different. And even though you created something that that's your own unique thing, there's going to be a group of people on this earth that want that, that, you know, resonate with your music that you're going to be able to reach and maybe only you could reach them. You yeah, know, and that comes yeah. with authenticity. So that's a good point. It's just funny. But again, that's another thing that it doesn't seem like we can avoid is the authenticity thing. Like every musician is most happy when they feel that it was authentic, like mm-hmm. it just pure creativity. But it, that's the hardest thing <laughs> to happen sometimes. Go figure, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've had conversations at length trying to understand creativity and the best ways to create an environment to where, you know, the art can just be authentic and can be inspirational. And there's no magic formula, right? No. That's what we're starting to learn. (laughs) The other problem is that it can be contradictory. Like, I, I say all that about following the impulse, but sometimes when I really sit down and I'm like, all right, you're not gonna like for instance um the vine i was being overwhelmed by the instruments in my daw and i was just like sit down with your synth make a song on it let's limit yourself a little bit and i came out with like (laughs) one of my favorite things i've ever created you know so the space is contradictory and hard to understand and different for everyone and that makes it fun and really hard to discuss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like some, I'll go for it. Isn't it interesting though how you put uh, just an arbitrary parameter on yourself and you come up with something cool? Yeah, that was yeah. weird. It's like I'm trying something new. I'm like, let me let me just try it this way. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah. Sorry, Ryan. What were you gonna say? It's just it almost feels like we're delving into the infinite. You know what I mean? Like there's an mm. infinite number of possibilities to play this baseline. There's an infinite number of ways that, you know, I could have done the percussion. It's like, that's why I think it's kind of hard to wrap your brain around it. Yeah. And what a gift. I mean, what if there were only like, what if we could conquer and see and experience everything there was that would feel so small. And we live in this crazy, huge world where they're like literally 
too many combinations of things yeah <laughs> to fully ever consume it's it's weird yeah well that's a good point maybe over over sophistication or just we just need to simplify sometimes i guess mm-hmm. clear the noise that's it's a good point though yeah it's interesting too because you think about what you're doing in the creative process you're adding to more to be consumed yeah you know what i mean yeah. like what's what we're doing we're creating something new or podcasts or whatever right like any kind of medium that we choose to express ourselves in and part so much of my own journey like with music too is like trying to identify my own voice versus like what did i hear in someone's album that i just maybe i'm just repeating and not i'm not being aware of it like what's my voice you know you talk about you talk about the voice that tries to tell others what to do or you know what i'm saying or but like what is my authentic self what is my authentic voice that i'm trying to express here Mm. and that i'm trying to get out what is trying to come out of me i don't even Mm. always know it's just like a thing i have to do like almost like i gotta try to make sense out of this idea that you know won't let me go until i put it down on paper and write it down and invariably it will include influence from things you've consumed and from other people and i try to forgive myself for that because no one like <laughs> I pulled from like Eve Six, that nineties band that's blowing up on Twitter right now, and like also uh like KG Elephant and like all these in like one song. And so maybe no one else on earth was thinking of those exact groups as they as they created. And so even though invariably what I create is going to be influenced that doesn't make it not worthwhile Agreed. in fact make it makes it like a crazy domino effect like it's just holiness this album I created is like the crazy domino effect of like every person who's ever touched an instrument <laughs> yeah <laughs> like <laughs> coming out in the, the the content that's been created that that then I have consumed and then also created, it's it's your own. It's crazy uh, mental melting pot. Yeah, know? that's a good way to put it. Melting <laughs> pot. I like yeah. that. It just all goes in there. Yeah, yeah. I, everyone's in, you know, inspired by something like a, like as a guitar player, lead guitar player. Like you'll hear a riff come out, or a specific little, you know, a the way you bend a note, you're like, oh, wait a minute, that kind of sounds like Slash or that kind of sounds like Van Halen the way I do mm-hmm. it. So you're probably going to see a little bit of that come out in certain places, but I think that's natural for everyone. Yeah, yeah. If, if Once they tell you who their influences are, you're like, oh, oh yeah, okay, I hear that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's a natural part of the process. So do you, do you have any insight just for people that are in the process? Because we had an album that we started recording how long ago and it just sat and never got put out. Like you were able to get through the process. Yeah. Um, is there any insights that you would give people that are maybe stuck? <sighs> it's hard because there's so many pieces that you could get stuck on. And what I know is that sometimes just like following the impulse to be creative. Sometimes I know 
that I have the capacity to do busy work. And there's a ton of busy work that goes into an album, like a ton, you guys know, like there's not, there's like 25% fun creative and then like <laughs> yeah, 25% like mix of creative and then like so much like busy work. Like, and when you have capacity to do that, if you really, if, if you really do want to, to put something out, do it. Just say, you know what? I'm going to put away my phone for a second. I'm going to grab a beer or a coffee or a tea or something. And just like, I'm going to just do this busy work. Even if it's only an hour, that's fine. If it's two hours, I'm going to put a little dent. I'm going to reorganize it in my brain. I'm not going to let the task daunt me. Um, Cause tasks really will just daunt me sometimes when I can't see a clear path to how it gets done. And the only way to, to see that yeah. clear path is to sit down with it and break it out into smaller parts. And you can't do that unless you know what you're working with. So I'll forget about a song that I know I have some stuff to add to for a while. And I'll just, I don't want to sit down with it. I don't want to sit down with it. I want to do something fun, but it's never as bad. If you just sit down with it and you're like, Oh, there's only three things to do. And they're one, two, three, here they are. Right. You know, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that overwhelming feeling where you're just like, I don't know where to go. <laughs> I don't know yes. how to do this. How is this going to happen? Like, where do I start? Yeah. We've all been there. Ask people. Like I love yeah. a few times, uh, mostly when I put up this cover of, um, of uh, a talking heads, the, the talking head song, basically. Um, uh, and now I don't remember the name of it. Very stupid of me. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Whatever. This must be the place. Uh, I, I put out a cover of that that I like video recorded and like layered some stuff. And I had some people reach out to me like, dude, like this is the kind of stuff that I want to do in my bedroom. Like, how, how did you do this? How did you do this? And like, it was so fun. Anybody that loves doing it is going to enjoy sharing information with you as well. Yeah. Get involved right. with other people. Get out of your own head, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm lucky to have you know, one of my best friends in the world is also a bandmate of mine and someone who's also a musician. So we'll just go, we'll send each other demos. We'll sit in his basement and be like, oh, uh, here's something I learned about like how you can mess with reverb in this way. <laughs> and like it de that demystification process is really important um, yeah. and can really help when it's coming from someone you know or someone weirdly that you trust, et cetera. I don't know. Yeah, it's just... I think one thing that's really being highlighted to me, like I appreciate your, the angle that you're taking, you know, explaining this process because it's a journey. Like you, you can have a formula and it's never going to be the same every time, Yep. you know, yep. and just being in the present, you know, like you said, not getting caught up in your own head or not distorting reality or not living in the past or i should have yeah. done this but just being living in the moment like music is a very present thing you know because you can never hear it the same every time mm. Mm. so yeah yeah you're right sometimes go ahead mj oh no go for it no I, I i just had a thought about the image that came in my head when you said that ryan about how you can't hear it the same every time kind of just blew my mind a bit because um, in the image of like a whirlpool 
the whirlpool is still there, but it's always changing. Like it's never the same river you step in or the never same, it's never the same water. Well, music's that same way too, huh? Cause like it can be the same song. You might hit play again or you could repeat it. But like, since the time is different, it's never really the same thing. Uh, Cause you're listening to it at a different time. You could have a different emotion. If it's a month later, week later, year later, whatever, or it's like a time machine that can bring you back but it's not quite the same. It's anyway, it's fascinating concept. Really. I, we've talked about this, about music being a bit of a time capsule and how it plays with our sense of time. And it's kind of interesting how it's really never the same, but it's, it's a, it's, you can like get a glimpse in your mind's eye of, you know, something 20 years ago, I listened to an Eve six song, let's say. And every time I hear, I would swallow my pride. I would choke on the rinds. I would like the rub. That's what you did to me, dude. When you said Eve six earlier, that's yep. exactly. <laughs> yep. That's been in my head since. Swallow <laughs> my doubt, turn it inside. I find nothing but faith. faith He's such a crazy dude. He's so crazy, and I just have him to credit for like my interest in internal rhyme and like wordplay and um, songs. Like his old. I mean, all this, all the stuff they've done. But Max Collins is old. Um, uh, stuff has so much wordplay and internal rhyme, and it's. It's not like mind blowing, but it's like clear that he had fun singing it. And it's all to like just fun rock, rock and whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I could go on an Eve six tangent, but I won't. <laughs> well, we're not strange to tangents on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the truth, right? Uh, but I, I mean, that's kind of conversation, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. know where, you don't know where anything's going to take you. Right, right. I like talking to you guys because it does feel like that. It feels like we just kind of spread out into whatever we feel. We go with the flow, man. That's how we roll. Yeah. yeah. So, well, you know, we're, we want to talk at the same time today. You notice that? I can't try yeah, not I to. Have. It's happened like 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> Thank All you right. for calling attention to it. Go for it, Michael. weird to have you to hear you call me michael because you never call me michael in real life even though i've asked you repeatedly he never wants to do that josh he always wants to call me mike uh, like bro just call me michael dude don't it's, know what you're talking about michael i like that you're here josh because now he calls me michael finally um <laughs> well i'll tell you what and this is this question i feel like i i feel the need to ask sure. because it's something i would really like to get on the record and that is this uh you know, I'm sure you can see behind Ryan there. Uh, this yes. Is, right. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm sure you, you've heard about superheroes, Josh, and you know that every yeah. every superhero has a really awesome origin story. And um, I feel know, like he told his. I know. But like before. what happened to that? We, it got uh, because of <laughs> a technical error. On my behalf, even though this is a question you've already answered and, and we talk like we know each other because we do know each other. Right. We've, we've right. had conversations. I would love if you could give our listeners the privilege of hearing a little bit about your origins in the music. Like, how would you describe your if origin? you feel like going to that deep? Like, that's a super deep thing after being this far into a conversation. I know. Right. But <laughs> if, I don't, do if I don't ask and I don't get it. Oh, on my record, God. That, that's like a whole myself. That's like a different level—a level of emotional energy. Go back and tell that story after this conversation. <laughs> so my question is: <laughs> Do you want the? Do you want it music focused or life focused or whatever or how they intertwine or what? I would love to hear your the way you would do it. Interesting. Okay, so I'm gonna make it a little music heavier than I would on like 
a podcast with an ex-pastor, which I've done. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I think very entwined with both my love of music and my art, the, the current project that we're talking about, holiness, is um, my religious upbringing. And so I was born to a Jewish mother and like a loosely Christian father, but they decided they made this, I was the oldest, they made the decision when I was a baby to raise us like in the evangelical Christian church. And um, it was, it's no joke. Like it's, it's no joke. The earth is 6,000 years old. Like um, sex before marriage is, is damnable. Like, you know, I'll, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's intense and truly double-edged sword. I, church was a space where I could sing in a choir. I could be involved in music. Um, and at the same time, I was restricted from listening to a lot of like, there's never been a time in my life where I haven't felt the impulse to like be a rock and roller. But for a while I had to smother that impulse because it wasn't uh, holy to do so. And so. I feel you on that one. 100%. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. And so that, you know, that's an experience of my childhood. And then on, on the other side, there was just this, always this really intense anxiety and, and confusion and lack of a connection that I was told was like the central truth of the universe. I was trying to connect with it and was unable for some reason, but I didn't see an option to not connect with it because the stakes were really high. The stakes were eternity in right. hell and mm. being a child and trying to work that through obviously had a lasting effect. <laughs> so yeah, as I entered adulthood and it, it swelled to the top and it became pretty impossible for me to not think about it. Um, and I entered this, this kind of process that holiness chronicles where really for the first time I was like, Hey God, what the hell? Like, where's the peace that passes understanding? You know, right. where's the, um, what's, what's going on here? Like, if this is the truth, what am I missing? What, what am I missing? I'm trying, you know? And I, I was able to eventually with the help of people I love and all these different things, life experience put away this box of evangelicalism and doctrine that for so long I was trying to force myself into that I didn't belong in. And music was a huge part of that. I remember uh, Rise Against is like a melodic hardcore punk band. And I, I remember the first time I heard a Rise Against song. They were my favorite band for like a decade. Ah, I was 14 good band. and my friend on his iPod touch, he played me um, Savior, which is like one of their big hits from 2008. Oh, yeah. And it was electric. Like I had never f experienced anything like hearing that song. And in that moment, I felt a connection to whatever 
music has always given me a connection to whatever it is. I'll call it God here. I don't know exactly what that means to me right now, but that was bigger than the evangelical way of viewing the Bible. And so I felt pulled in these two intense directions. And what is expressed in my art in this album is finally allowing myself to let go of the fear of hell and let go of that old evangelical box and to just explore the world as I, as I understood it. I completely skipped over the music thing. <laughs> no, man. No, you I'm know, when you bring up, I, I can echo that a hundred percent because I kind of came to a similar realization when I realized that a lot of what I did was acting out of fear mm. and not out of faith. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's where I'm like, okay, like, how do I reconcile that? You know, I don't want to be the type of person that's acting out of fear. Like, I don't want to be stuck in that place all the time. You yeah. Know? Uh, I don't know if you can relate to that. Just like growing up in a super, you know, religious background, you, especially as a child, you know, you kind of have that like, oh, is this sinning? Is that sinning? Like, can I do this? Can I do like constantly living with that? It is stressful. It is kind of a interesting experience i mean i've gone through it so yeah yeah i mean it was painful and it's painful to look back on 10 year old me Mm. um who could have been having my childhood was good but who could have been free from really the the obsessive compulsions and the pretty persistent anxiety um yeah, but it, doesn't it go back to acceptance and how, you know, that's not like you, the life that you were given, Josh, allowed you to create the art that you did. It's so inner, it's so personal, it's so intertwined in this album that you put out, and which is just simply fantastic, dude. Like, I, I'm such a fan, dude. I know I said it before. I just, and, and I echo like, I have, I also feel the same way. Like this, I grew up in this religious background as as well. That was very, I don't feel like the religion itself was stifling, but certainly the application of it in the community that I grew up in could be very much. So it's like, and Ryan and I have talked about how it's like certain kinds of music are just like, Oh no. Right. Really? But the people I meet, you know, that look different than me and have all are into say different kind of music than I would normally be told that I should listen to. They seem really great. And right. like, I, I listen to the music and I resonate with a lot of the music that I'm right. told is not good, you know, and it's interesting. The rise against is a, is a fantastic example. It's like, they're a fantastic band, great music, you know, and for that to be like the, you're for it to stick out in your mind. It's like, this is the first time I've heard anything like it. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a bit of that, too, that I understand as well. Like, Well, it's kind of funny, though, isn't it, how certain genres can be vilified? Yeah. You know, like you were talking about how you always wanted to be a rocker. and Like, you felt like you had to just suppress that. Like, like I understand, you know, needing to suppress certain things that can be, can lead to 
you know, harmful consequences, but it's like, if my create creativity is resonating with these things, like, how could it be bad? Like, why do I feel good about something that's bad? Right. Right. Like the, then you start running into those clashes. So yeah, I mean, what you're talking about is extremely important. I mean, I'm sure there's millions of people that have had to go through the same thing, you yeah. know, and uh, you sharing your experience. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are going to appreciate it. Because again, like what you're, Josh, what you've explained is very, very similar to what me and Michael have gone through, you know, very, very similar. And, you know, some people, they're able to, to live like that, <laughs> but I guess it's because it's for them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I wonder, I get worried because like we were talking about before with creativity, there's all these thoughts about the exact way that you need to be. And um, when it comes with such high stakes, like, like eternity in hell, like eternal conscious yeah. torment, literally the worst thing imaginable. Um, it becomes a, like a prison that's really hard to escape. Um, and, and you're right, MJ, like escaping from that prison is what has allowed me to create this art. And, and frankly, I wouldn't change it because there's not much that scares me anymore. Like, mm. I used to believe that I could literally suffer in hell for eternity if I didn't get a prayer right. And I don't believe that anymore. <laughs> and so like everything else is pretty chill, you know, like right. I'm, I'm, You're I'm a pretty good. chill person, dude. You've always been <laughs> like, there's just, there's no non chill with you in my experience. Anecdotal, right. But at least in the last year. Yeah. But I mean, it's really, I mean, thank you for being candid about it. Yes. You know? yeah, no problem. Thank you. Um, like we appreciate that. Like we'll talk about anything because most people have something in common. You know, yes. they've gone through it too. It's like you're never really alone in anything. Yep. So it's nice. I mean, it's just refreshing to hear someone who's gone through the same thing and navigated their way through it in a positive way. And you know, like you said, you have kind of this album embodies that journey. So I could see how it's probably extremely special for you because of that. You know. I'm excited for it to feel that way again, because frankly, for the last six months, it's felt like homework, you know, and um, so I really am excited and, and talking about it in this way kind of allows it to be that for me again. You should be um, excited, man. It's fantastic. It's fantastic, <laughs> dude. Like it's just the just it's the ride that you go on sonically, bro. It's just so good, man. There's just so many great waves in this album, dude. Thank if you. you just put it on start to finish, it's so listenable. <laughs> Thanks. Staying out there, dude. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So is there? Feel, oh, sorry. sorry go ahead. I, I was just going to ask you if there's anything, um, like for people coming into it. Like I know you don't necessarily want to prime people to listen to your album because they'll probably take away from it. You know, whatever is meaningful to them on an individual basis. But like going into it, like what would you tell people if there's anything that would help them take it in the best way? Yeah, I mean, if you if you want, I'm just going to read this little, because you're right, I don't, I have this experience where um, there was this Manchester Orchestra song I really liked, and I looked up the meaning, I thought it was about this like deep emotional thing. 
it was about a time when the dude lost his voice and like it ruined the song for me. So what I'm trying not to do is really push my narrative. Like this is what you have to think this song is about. So I wrote um, like this really brief kind of thing that I've been putting out with the album and I'll just read it right now. Cause it's just like, it's really the only primer I want to give. Okay. And it says, holiness is the acceptance of a long denied truth. It's a sorrowful and jubilant exclamation sent back in time. It's the margins of my Bible, finally full of notes. It's compassionate heresy, joyful blasphemy, and peaceful apostasy. It's the rehabilitation of an emaciated spirituality. My wish for holiness is that you find something within it that has nothing to do with faith. I hope you see my humanity, and I hope I see your own. I hope you see your own. I hope you feel free. That's how I feel. I want you to go into holiness and see someone just bearing their humanity and, and somewhere within there, I think most people will be able to see something and be like, Hey, my humanity has also experienced that. Right. Yeah. I don't have anything to add. That's good. That's a good, the statement you have there is very, that was well thought. There's a lot, there's well a lot going on there. Wow. And that one wow, statement, you think about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have, it's out there for everyone to enjoy. Uh, you know, we appreciate you coming on, uh, coming back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love talking with you guys. You know, for being candid, open, like it, it really, it takes courage just to be, you know, blatant about things. And we appreciate it when people like you do that. I think one of the reasons I'm so passionate about being that way is that so much of my healing, so much of my connection in this life has been from people who were willing to do the same, who were just willing to look at me and be like, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and so I would love to offer that. I, I think well, I definitely have, I don't, I don't know exactly where I am right now spiritually. Um, but ex Christian used to be a, a word that could like be applied to my name, you know, like, and it's not, it's not the main descriptor anymore. I think instead I'm waiting on the other side of any sort of conquering of, of fear with just open arms, like, Hey dude, or whoever. It's also okay not to label it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Totally. We don't have to second guess ourselves in that way. That's right. You know, like, and, and dude, your, your, your humanity does show man in the, in the album and in your music. And that I, I, I feel that the, that the listener that has an open heart that listens is going to get that connection that you're describing. And what you label your faith or late or lack thereof or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever you label that religious impulse that all humans pretty much have yeah. is okay with, with me, right? Like as long as whatever connection that you're describing, there's something, you know, it's, it's your, it's your mystery, man, that you're working on. Uh, I'm inspired dude by like your, 
by your music, by just your 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 temperament, so to speak, like the way you approach things, the way your mind works. Um, it's one like I said, it's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you in the first place those months ago. It was like, man, I just gotta talk to you, dude. Like I want to I want to hash out some things and hear some things, and um, it's a fascinating process to like hear. What's more than just fascinating, dude? It's just I, I connect so much with um, what you're about, dude, and, and how you how you're expressing yourself to the world, dude. I really respect it, and I'm really just grateful that you took the time out of your day to come and hang out with us, dude. Like, thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. And just one last thought, like, I think it's also like an encouragement to ask questions that maybe you felt too guilty to ask in the past. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's an element of that. Like, I can't even, I can't even let my mind venture into having that question because I'm obviously not in the right mind or whatever. So being able just to have an open, honest conversation about what's actually going on is everyone should do it, you know? Yeah. And I think, uh, especially just stepping back a little bit to the religious stuff, there are some questions that Obviously, I don't want to shake anyone's world if you don't feel the need to ask those questions and you don't, but some people do, you know? And Yeah, and like from a purely religious standpoint, like if you're someone who's who's in that space and you want to ask the questions, no matter your concept of God, you have this brain. You have this brain that's working things out. And if you believe that God gave it to you, then God gave it to you to work it out. And so, so dive in. The worst thing you could do is ignore, you know, the, the, the worst thing you could do is to just say, it's too hard to, to go there and to think about those things. I'm going to stay complacently unthoughtful about it. No, dive <laughs> in, dive in. You know, this is the only chance we get to do so potentially. Right. Not be afraid to to dive in, you know, like, yeah. act, well, Ryan talked about earlier, like acting out of fear, which is a subject that has come up a lot, like in our personal conversations about like when I make decisions and when, when we look at what we're going to do that, you know, am I acting out of fear? Um, it's okay to have these questions and it's, it's okay to, to be unsure of things and it's okay to express yourself in, in the way, like in, in, in whatever artistic sense, whether or not it's music or not. Right. But it's inspiring to talk to people who are committed to that process of of like just authentic expression, man. Like yeah. really, yeah. we connect. It resonates with us for sure. Yeah, I'll give that an amen. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. thank you. We appreciate you, Josh. Really yeah, do. I appreciate you guys. I know people will appreciate the conversation too. Um, so where what's the best way to find you is there a specific way you direct people to your art so i've got i'm, I'm new tycoon um on pretty much everywhere my stuff's even on tiktok surprise really that's great um, yeah um uh my social media is juzak j-e-w-z-a-k and um i'm on instagram and twitter a decent amount and uh, there's a link tree on, on the bio of both of those programs uh, or on both of those platforms that will take you to uh, my music. I also have a podcast now with a dear ex Jehovah's Witness friend of mine. Um, and so that's is that, that home in our hearts. Is that that at one? home in our hearts? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yep. That's great, man. 
Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to, if, if you want to, seriously, if you want to shoot me a DM, I love talking to people about any of this kind of stuff. So I'm open to a conversation of any uh, We could go on, we can go on and on. And we can <laughs> yeah. go deeper than deep. Like we're yeah. the type of people that love to do it, delve into conversations that take us to places we didn't know we could go. <laughs> yeah, same. Well, awesome. We, again, congratulations on, you know, I know it's a big deal to get through that process and have that art out there so that everyone can enjoy it. So yeah, wish it uh, the best success and for it to do exactly what you hope it does. Thank you. Ditto. Just ditto. I mean, honestly, dude, <laughs> it's a fantastic album. You folks, you got to hear it. You just, you have to take your, t- just take, take 40 minutes is 36 minutes long. I think 36 like minutes. Yeah, take 36 minutes and just stop what you're doing and listen to it. You will not be disappointed. I was not disappointed, Josh. Uh, <laughs> it was fantastic, bro. Cool. Um, I'll be singing along for quite a while. Um, folks, you know where to find us, anchor.fm slash inside the sound. And uh, Ryan, do you got anything else you want to add? Any hashtags you want to throw out? Any, anything special you need to let the people Hashtag know? Hashtag new tycoon. Hashtag new tycoon. Spelled T Y C O O N. That's that's right. It's like Zoo Tycoon, but new like newspaper. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Well, folks, um, we love you all. Bye, and play the closer. Here's the closer. Bye.